getting ready. Well, John Fogarty. That's a good one, though. Oh, yeah. Pull me in, coach. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, this week to uh, the best darn 12 minutes in real estate and mortgage podcast in these United States of America. I'm David Hall, along with my co-host, Patrick Ali. Patrick, good day to you. Good day. Thank How you. Thank you. you. Uh, it's really good. A little sore yesterday from the outing, but good. Sore. Yeah. From golf outing. It was hot out there. Okay. It yeah, was it was a little sticky. And and my game is, is so fire that it just it heats it up even I more. I heard your game's a little sticky, too. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> we got the, uh, this week we're really uh, fortunate to have uh, one of the go-to guys from, uh, the go-to guy from the Tom Lipinski team out there at uh, Keller Williams in Shelby. It's in Shelby, right? That's right. Shelby yeah, Township. Shelby Township. Nick Tracy's with us this week on the show, a realtor extraordinaire. Hello, hello. His, Good to be here. Sharing his insights and uh, really glad that you could make it in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for coming. So, you know, uh, always kind of interesting as we head into the fall, you know, with the uh, home buying season and, um, you know, spring, summer tends to be a lot of activity. How do you view fall? You know, I mean, September's always kind of an interesting transitional month coming off of, you know, sort of like, I don't know, in your mind, you tell me better than I know, but February to July always seems like that's the hot time right. to some degree. Like, how yeah. do you view September? What are you working on? What's going on in the market? Yeah, so, you know, good question. Uh, once we get past, like, the, um, you know, like the springtime, summertime rush, kids are getting out of school, now they're back in school, there's usually a couple weeks of that transitional uh, period where people are just getting you know, acclimated into their new schedules. Yeah. However, what we're finding is that there's still a lot of people out there that are looking to buy a home uh, before the first of the year, right? So our fourth quarter is really uh, just pushing um, until the until the the first of the year, but also gearing up for the first quarter of 2019. Yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, setting the school. Uh, new school, new school systems aside, uh, people are still out there, um, you know, looking uh, to buy a home or sell a home, and we just have to find them. Is it better now for buyers than it was four or five months ago in terms of pricing and inventory? Walk me through that. Yeah, so, you know, we're actually, we are very much in the beginning of a shift in the market. Uh, ultimately, what we're finding is houses are staying on the market a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. They're ultimately selling for less, and uh, we're seeing less multiple offer situations. So as days on market increase, you know, the price ultimately, ultimately decreases. Yeah. So as a buyer, it is really a good time because interest rates are still, uh, you know, very affordable and there's more options out there, you and, know. So and do the, do the sellers, are the sellers aware of the shift, meaning... You know, when you've got a seller's market like we were mm -hmm. in the spring and summer, sellers are not likely to negotiate and make deals and mm -hmm. give on things. But I'm wondering, do the sellers know that there's been a shift or there's still a catch up? Because that mentality makes a difference in making deals work, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So like when I'm meeting with a seller, I really try to, um, you know, future pace them on what the market is doing, you know, because we'll look at closed sales, yeah. but we'll also look at what they're competing with. Because when you're a seller and you're listing a house, you're essentially entering a competition, competing with all the other houses that are for sale, right? So when a buyer wants to buy a home, they're going to look at everything that's in their parameters. So when I'm meeting with the seller and I'm, okay, all right, Mr. Seller, so here are the closed, but uh, here is everything that what you're competing with, right? So as a homeowner is competing with more houses that are for sale, ultimately that softens prices because buyers have more to choose from. 
Right. Interestingly, you know, we saw, and Patrick, you can comment on this too, in the, especially in the spring, I would say May, June-ish, a lot of clients that got pre-approvals through us, they went then made offers, they didn't get anything, mm-hmm. they got discouraged. So an interesting time maybe for people to get back in the game who were in the game who sort of got out because it was tough to buy a house. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, I mean, you and I, you know, Hall Financial and, and us, we have probably two dozen buyers that are, they're ready to go. Yeah. And yeah, so what happened with that is that buyers are, are kind of over it. Meaning that back, you know, four, five, six months ago, like they were tired of competing and getting beat out and paying these inflated prices. Yeah, spend a lot prices. of time and not right, getting anything. Right, and that also attested the shift as well because the buyers are just kind of over it. You know, they, um, you know, they're they're taking a back seat and waiting for more houses to populate. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I think too, it gives you know, it gives people a little bit more confidence when you're when you have an agent that that has the ability to get creative with the way that they're, you know, when, when you have that pre-approval and you can give it to them, get creative with the way that they're putting offers in on homes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, we saw uh, from what I remember, I mean, and this is not just from us or our channel, it's from anybody that I've talked to that that is in the lending uh, industry is that, you know, there's just so many people putting in strong offers. And, you know, I've had clients that tell me that they're, I mean, uh, realtors that tell me that they're FHA and VA offers that are beating out conventional offers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can get a little bit discouraging sometimes. And people just kind of, you know, put it to rest for a while. But I, I think right now, especially with, um, you know, there's still homes out there and there's still inventory out there. It's just getting back in and, and finding, you know, finding kind of that golden egg that you were looking for. Yeah, and the right, inven- right, yeah. inventory's probably got a little less competition. And, now it, and it might be sacrifice. It yeah. might be yeah. sacrifice, too. You know, there might be a couple of things that you can't uh, have that you want, but it's something that you can do later, and that's that's just why, you know, I think right now is still just as good of a time to buy a home than any time. It's, you know. Agreed. Yeah, I always, it, I always tell people, is, is like, do, do, you have a, do you have a good reason to move? and it doesn't make sense for you, right. th- then you should. Yeah. You know, no matter the market, no matter the time of year, is that if it makes sense for you and your family, then now, you know, do it. Yeah. Right. So, Nick, you're one of the, um, you know, young up-and-coming agents in this business who has a lot of knowledge. And what I find all the time, I get uh, texts and um, social media stuff from people that they always want to kind of know two things, especially it relates to a local market like ours here in Metro Detroit. Um, what counties or cities are hot and what are not in turn people are just interested in that you know right, what i mean right, like right. what like what's the hottest and then what are ones where maybe people can find a deal i don't know if you have any of that off the top of your head and then what are what's going on in different price ranges you know right. because because when we talk about hot markets yep. or not hot market you know eight hundred thousand dollar plus could be very different from the two hundred thousand dollar market sure. so i think it's interesting to like kind of let our listeners know about that. What are just, just kind of your raw thoughts on those? Yeah, subjects? yeah. So that you know, when you when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is price point, right? And what we're finding is that really across the board, we'll call even just the whole Macomb County. We'll start with that. Uh, you know, anything above four hundred thousand dollar price point is a buyer's market, mm-hmm. meaning that there is a lot of houses to choose from, so buyers have more options. Macomb right? County over four hundred. Oh, Macomb buyers. County over four hundred. Now, first time I've heard buyers market in a long time, by the way. So it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's good to. No, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, breaking news. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, like, so your your hot markets are going to be your Sterling Heights, uh, your St. Clair Shores, your Troy, right? Um, and that's normal. What, what, we, what we're finding is the sweet spot is really 250 and, and, and under, okay? And that's, you know, 250 and under, it'll sell in a minute. Even in Shelby Township, Macomb Township, 300,000 and under, 
still a very healthy seller's market. But when shifts happen, right, it always happens on the coast and it happens in the higher price ranges, yep. you know, so it's just a matter of time before that shift starts coming down into those price ranges. And like, I don't, it's not no reason to be alarmed. It's just different. No, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with just a nice, neutral, healthy market. You know, I feel like this is kind of a random thing because I uh, driving in this morning, I saw a for sale by owner sign. Yeah. And I just feel like I never see for sale by owner signs anymore. I don't even know the stats on right. for sale by owners compared to, I mean, I just, maybe when I was younger, I noticed them more or whatever, but are there still a lot of people trying to do for sale by owner and what, like, what's the mentality out there? Yeah. So, you know, over the last couple of years, right. Seller's market, everybody's in the media definitely does a good job in saying that. So, you know, pro- homeowners like, oh yeah, I can sell my home myself and get top dollar. No problem. You know, what we're finding is that, you know, private sellers, occupy maybe 10% of the market. So no, it's not that not that huge. And the biggest issue that private sellers have is the exposure. You know, they'll put a sign in the yard, they'll run some open houses, but with the real estate brokers, you know, we're the we're the store. Like yeah. we're like we're the real estate store, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. if a serious qualified buyer wants to buy a home, they're going to go to where all the options are, right? Which is the the real estate industry, you know. So over the last year or so, a, a for sale by owner, they could sell, but it's about are they leaving money on the table while opening themselves up to liability, right? Because with real estate agents, it's convenience and security yeah. while getting the most amount of money possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I've always said it this way is that, you know, let's just say you're selling a $200,000 home. And let's say that you end up settling on 190 as a price, which is not a big discount. You know, it's 5%. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nothing. So would an agent have gotten you 202, right, to sort of earn the money that the agents would get right? Uh, either through exposure, marketing, their work, less hours you have to work on it, they're working on mm-hmm. it. I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of an interesting proposition. Um, you know, some people are just – you know, call it what it is, they're cheap and they don't want to pay for an agent because it's a lot of money, yeah. you know, to, to the degree that they could save it. But are you maybe sacrificing a higher price? I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I always look at it. Right, yeah, right. for sure. Because So we, we call uh, private sellers you know, all day, every day, right? And what we're finding is that the buyers that they're getting, either they're number one, not ready to go like they're not they're not you know hot buyers or they're looking for a discount you know at the very least they're trying to save the same commission that uh the they're trying trying to save save. so it's like what are we talking about (laughs) you know because you know why why not get your property in front of every single qualified buyer and create that auction environment right because that's that's generally what the what the what the issue is let's talk real quick uh you know time just flies by but i'd like to talk about your business yeah and the reason i like to talk about your business is i think um you know, there's all these all these uh, TV shows now. You know about being a a, a renovator of homes oh, yeah. or being a yeah. real estate agent. You know where it seems really glamorous, right? Oh, for sure. But just like for us, you know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of hard work. What like in terms of you working on your business? Are you focused on because you're probably focused on all this? But just to what degree? Are you working your business through social media? Mm-hmm. Are you making a lot of phone calls? Right. Are you relying on you know automatic email drip campaigns to people? And I'm sure it's a lot of all that, but just like what's forefront in your mind of what you're working on to build your real estate business? People are always interested in that. Yeah, for sure. So every day, um, it, except today, right, <laughs> is uh, I'm uh, on the phones between 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. Okay, and I'm calling all walks of people. I'm, I'm uh, either calling neighborhoods to let them know of recent sales, how their market's doing, um, at, or, you know, for sale by owners, expired listings, people in my life, you know, because what our job, you know, both of us, I feel, yeah. is we have to be front of mind when people are ready to make a decision, right? So if somebody wants to 
enter the market looking to buy or sell. It's my job for them to think of me. Yeah. Right. And that's all of what you just said. Drip campaigns, calling people, it's seven levels of communication, right? You know, meeting just like yep. we're doing phone calls, text messages, um, adding value to people, you know, not just saying, Hey, look at me, I sell houses. It's about what can I do to change their life and make a difference in their universe. Right. So it's definitely the calls, definitely the drip campaigns and, uh, even social media, like placing yourself as the real estate agent in the marketplace, but also those likes, those comments, right. It's like, Oh, Nick just commented on my, that's yeah. real, um, yeah. passive. Well, not only you know? that, you always have information I think that people want, right? Cause there's yeah. nothing more like if somebody, you know, calls me and says, Hey, your neighbor just sold. And I just wanted to tell you about what they sold their house for. I mean, I'm interested in that. You yeah. know, everybody's kind of interested yeah. in that. So you have a lot of interesting information that people would want because Everybody's always curious what their neighbor's doing, you know, what what, what did they sell for and how's their house compared to mine and, right. and that whole thing. So it's kind of a it's an interesting way to lead into a conversation because you've got interesting information that people might not otherwise know. You right? know, yeah, and, and especially because consumers now are more informed and educated than ever, right? They can find houses, right? You know, you have your Zillow, your Realtor.com, your Trulia, all those websites, right? But it's our job to interpret the market and how that um, – you know how that is relevant to their life you no know doubt. it's like so i mean that's that that's the that's the theme well and we talk a lot about you know what makes you successful and the different avenues that you're willing to take so it's kind of funny actually about a, i don't know maybe three four weeks ago um nick does facebook live a lot i noticed that he does that quite a bit and it's i i'm there's something that i'm going to start calling social to social instead of door to door knocking now because he was literally going around a neighborhood and knocking on doors, and yeah. he put it on social, and he said, "Hey, I'm out here knocking on doors in this neighborhood." Um, you, you did know, that on Facebook looking, Live, yeah, right. So I just sold That's a cool. house. Yeah, I just sold a house in uh, in Clinton Township, right, and uh, it was cash. Everything, everything, it was it's gonna close. So I uh, printed out 50 uh, flyers and I uh, door knocked the community because that does one of two things: one, it lets the community let. Um, lets them know what's happening in their in their area, and it shows sellers that I'm out there working. Right, right. So it's like if they are considering selling, I now may be in the you know. So what was in, the in, in their sort in their of the, the one to ten? What was the feedback from? I mean, you had to have some people say, "Hey, why are you bothering me?" or something right, like that. Right, and then right. you had other people say, "Oh, thanks for telling me." Right. I mean, what was yeah. what was sort of the the total vibe of that? Right. So I had you know out of the fifty, I had uh, probably twenty people answer, okay. and like you have to be real care, especially with uh, you know a, a, you know you have to be real present to how people are. So they're opening the door, and I'll literally say, "Hey, would you like to buy a vacuum?" <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, and that 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 uh, that uh, loosens Opens them up, them up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I give them the flyer. It has a lot of good information. I just want to know, hey, just to let you know, I just sold this home down the street from you. Uh, you know, we sold it in just a few days. We had a lot of interested buyers. Uh, here's the information on it. Have you heard of anybody who's looking to make a move? And yeah. that kind of takes the stress off of them. And then ultimately, they start talking about themselves. Love it. It's really good so stuff. You gotta, you gotta be it's a good you, story. You gotta be yeah. in people's. In How people's come we didn't place? lead off with that? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking too much, Patrick. That's, all it of it. That's all the right. best part of the whole thing. Right. The guy's door knocking on Facebook Live. Well, we like we selling like, vacuums. We like having live make examples. It happen. So. Right. I love it, Nick Tracy. Thanks for uh, coming by this Appreciate morning. Appreciate you. We yeah, gotta have you come by again. I'm uh, ready. Anytime soon. A lot of good information, and um, boy, thanks for sharing all your knowledge about not only just what you're doing, but the market and what's happening with sellers and everything else. That's really, right. really good stuff. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. What? Henry's here. Yeah, Henry's always here. Henry, yep. how are you this morning? <laughs> good thanks. to see you. Patrick, good <laughs> hey, to thanks, see you guys. again this morning. Always fun. we got to get fun. back to work. Yep. Uh, for everybody yep, else here, the behind-the-scenes crew, Henry, Tiffany, and everybody else, I'm David Hall. This is the best darn 
15 and a half minutes in uh, podcast, real estate, and mortgage. We'll see you next week. <laughs>